This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a... Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Well, listen, um, let me start off by saying Two guys, during the pandemic Decided to have a little chat with no structure at all They didn't decide that straight away It took 35 to 40 pilots But eventually they decided to do an email with no structure at all and just see how it goes. Do a podcast. People said... Do a podcast. Peop- with, you said email. Podcast, yeah. yeah, you said... A, yeah. It just did I say email? Yeah, you said email. What did I say? You said do an email with no structure. Oh, shit, shit, Which shit. actually means some of your emails. Oh, no, they don't really... Yeah. <laughs> doing, a, doing a podcast with no structure. Fuck. I was really excited about this. Yeah, it was really nice, man. Yeah. Doing a podcast with no structure. People said it couldn't happen. People said the podcast market's too cluttered. For a podcast with two just blokes chatting shit. Well, guess what? We're on episode 100, motherfuckers. Yeah, Wolf and up in your fucking grill. You know that. You know that. Um, Mate, why did I say email? Fuck. We'll get JT to cut around it because actually that end bit was really fucking cool the way you did it. You're so cool the way you fucking swagged into that. That's some fucking nice Welcome energy, boy. Welcome to the Wolf. Thank you. Welcome to the Wolf and episode Uno, zero, zero, episode 100, baby. Oh, man, how does it feel? 100 episodes of absolute drivel. Two two guys just chatting drivel for 100 episodes. Is it it, it episode 100? Because you said it was and JT said it was. But You know what? The thing about it, and this is what JT's like the clerical whiz of this uh, podcast. So what we need to do. He'll love that compliment, by the way. uh, We have to basically pull away now and say that this is, apparently this is now series two of The Wolf and Hour. What? He said to call this Series 2. What are you talking about? Because Series 1, we did quite a lot of those bonus episodes. Yeah. I mean, as it's sort of like fluctuated, coming to, it's been quite a stagger towards 100. I remember like when my nan became 100, it really felt tense whether she'd make it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We're, limp- we're limping in a similar way to your nan here, yeah, 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 yeah. towards yeah. 100. Every, it's, it turning 100, whether it's a podcast or an actual age, um, I mean, obviously in age, it's a bigger fucking deal. But it's quite the sort of like, oh, fuck, are you going to get there? Are you going to get there? Yeah. Because we had that two-week hiatus due to one thing and another. Um, yeah. It felt like, oh, fuck, is the elusive 100. Are we going to do it? Are we going to record that in our 50s? Yeah. Just like Joe Root on 99. Do you know what I mean? See if he can smash this over the boundary. <laughs> and we have done. Although that would take him to like 103. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is... The Wolf and Owl reached episode 100, and this is now... Hold on, but is this episode one then? This, this is episode this is, 100, this is episode, episode 100. one of series yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah series yeah. two. I mean, look, JT's yeah. going to label it all up. I know yeah. what And J- what are we going to do? What, what are you thinking we're going to do differently, series two, Tom? Um, oh, man, I don't know. I think uh, maybe... I think we need to probably be more dedicated to the, like... I agree. Yeah. You know, I agree. Uh, maybe that's something we should do. I don't know. I think maybe also you couldn't even de- you couldn't even dedicate yourself to that sentence, could you? You've not actually finished it. D- dedicate ourselves to what? Dedicate ourselves to being more like, yo, this is coming out every week. Yes, 
yeah. yeah. But it's difficult. How many times have we missed? How many times have we missed? I think we've missed roughly? five over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but five. By the way, when you when you when you read not read about when anybody talks about podcasts, I say fifty percent of the battle is putting it out regularly. Yeah, but can I just say so, something just quickly? Yeah, yeah. A lot of our good friends who run podcasts, contemporaries, and all, all such peers. Um, they will do series, so they do a hiatus where they'll have a little summer break, or they might have a little break over Christmas. We've had, we've missed five weeks over the year or two years or whatever it is, but we we don't ever take a break. Do we? we don't say, oh look, in August we're both just going to have a holiday for fucking four weeks. Yeah, we, even on your holiday, we still recorded Christmas. We still yeah. Recorded. I mean, look, look you're, you're making it sound like I feel like you're making doing a weekly podcast sound like we need a Pride of Britain award <laughs> a little bit. But... No, no, but it takes. It takes dedication and guts. It takes dedication. You click on the Zoom, you click record, you go, are you ready? The other person said yes. You talk for an hour yeah. and then you send it off to somebody to edit. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would was, say yeah. out of all of the podcasts, I, I, I'd be amazed if there's a podcast that requires less effort. What, do you think this is the laziest podcast there is? I think possibly. I think there's wow. a good chance there is. I mean, there are some podcasts out there where they don't edit them at all. Yeah, but they they're thinking about it because... Some of my favourite podcasts and podcasts that you know, friends of ours do, you know, they've got to get guests. Yeah, there's a lot of hard work that can go into a podcast. This genuinely is. I've literally got a coffee, got a nice ice cold bottle of my favourite water, smart water, and uh, just, yeah, just humbled along and just fucking sat here and just began to chat chat with you, bro. Yeah. I mean, it, it took us three weeks. It took, it took me three weeks to organise calling Jamie Redknapp on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, man. Speaking of which, we've been away for a little bit. Yeah. The Naked Park thing, thankfully, thank God for the listeners of the Wolf and Up podcast who have said, although they would like to see me running through a part of the Memorial Gardens in Crawley Naked, they don't feel there is any logical reason why. I oh, should really? Do that. Yes, disappointing. Yeah, so it's been overturned. That is disappointing. Is, I don't was there any other forfeits that they said, like, yeah. No, nobody suggested any forfeits. For, for I mean, actually, there is a, a Jamie. Oh, there's an argument that Jamie should run through. Yeah, but look, crawling naked because Jamie loves one, number one, because he's the one that nicked it, and two, I'd rather see him naked. Yeah, but he I mean, loves Lisa being would naked. See him he naked. loves being naked. Yeah, he does actually. Yeah, it's not a forfeit, is it? If no. right, if it's a forfeit, not a forfeit for any, seeing Jamie Redknapp naked is not a forfeit. If it's for a anyone. forfeit, we have to get Jamie to do. He should have to like eat an ice cream off your back. <laughs> you know what I thought of then? It just went like I don't think it would be bad at the top. It's just when he started to get to sort of like the or if there's a little bit that sort of drips up. What is your bungalow trying to catch? It's a bit. It. Man, let me just say by the way, I would give anything for that right now. What? Not to lick like ice, ice cream out <laughs> my bum cliff. <laughs> no, no, just ice cream in my own bum cliff. But I've got literally the worst butt burn. I've had to reach for the pebble, bro. What? You t- what the hell are you talking about? Do you not have a you, do you have a curry pebble or like spicy food pebble? A, a spicy food pebble. <laughs> oh mate. Oh, I'm about what to you blow your mind, brother. What? Listen. So in the last few days, few well, I'd say like in the last week, right? I've sort of uh, you know frequented had a couple of beers here and there. You know, just relaxed into sort of fatherhood a bit more. Just I was mm. I was I was getting very uptight, and I was I was you know I got myself into quite a sort of quite a sort of place of just being quite straightly like this is what i'm doing and actually sort of like needed to yeah go. you were too you, you so you feel like you were too focused on fatherhood yeah okay i just don't think on, i so. focused at all on myself i was just literally just right. focused like 100 percent. so i thought right that you know i went to uh spain which i'll get into in a bit but so yeah i went out with some uh some power some old some new the other day and uh i did that thing you know when we went to a uh went to like a new mexican place near a friend of mine and uh i just like went all in on spice like mm. tried to big dick. How it. hot did you go? Literally the spiciest, spiciest thing that they right. could they could put on stuff. Yeah. Like this sauce was just what is the what's that really really spicy chili called? Naga. It's like ghost pepper. They use it to make mace apparently. Oh, like uh-huh. that's what someone in there told me. Yeah, they use it to make the spray that, that is mace. Do you know what that sounds like? <laughs> I mean, that might be true, but it sounds like the sort of thing you say to a twat that comes in and wants like a challenging meal. But they, oh yeah, they use this. They make um, oh, well, no, yeah, no, they no, make no, Mason. Before you before you give it cocky Benji, right? Yeah, cocky Benji Ben Green. Look where it's come out. Cocky Benji, he's gonna love that. Um, that's why they call it pepper spray, mate. Yeah, that's not spice though, is it? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, but that's what he said. Like this, the, the 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 spice, the heat in this is the same thing 
that you use for okay. making mace. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up now. Have a little look. What's in mace? It's very easily googled. Uh, okay, so I mean, you are actually right. Fuck. Bang again. There's gonna come a time when you're gonna have to stop questioning me for my 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 brains. Yeah. Okay. Fine. All right. right. I accept that. So I have that on it, right? As soon as the first morsel... Hold on, before you carry on, apologies. I apologise oh, okay. for questioning Okay, me. okay. 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 Bad brother, on. it's fine. As soon as the first morsel touches my tongue, I know that I'm in too deep, right? right. But there's some people there who are... And I've basically given it... I'm saying oh, I really like spicy food. I love, like, I love a bit of heat. But I literally... It, it was so fucking much. But then I felt I had to eat it. I had to follow through with Was it. there any part of you that was enjoying it? Or was it just no, pure... No, this was... You know, endu- like... I, look, pure I like, endurance. I like spicy food. This was this was just too much. This was like... Yeah. This was a sort of... It, like, do you know what this was? This was put on the menu, menu for dickheads who wanted to find their place within a fucking social group mm. to champion themselves. And that's... Ex- T- talk me through the conversation over the waiter. What, how did it go? Well, basically, I was like, how spicy is this, man? And he turned around and he was like, um, oh, this is, that's, they, they use this to make mace. Yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, let me give that a try. Um, I sort of had a little laugh at him about it as well. Um, and he said, can you handle it? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. Uh, just sort of joking. Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> it's the first time obviously I've met him. I didn't want to come like, you know, he brings it over and he was like, everyone sort of was watching, by the way. Like, it was what, like, everyone in the restaurant or everyone in the uh, I'd say that everyone in a selection of tables that sort of like were like sieged around our table, right? right? I'm like there, I'm looking around and I'm like, well, this is like, this is, it's one of the biggest gigs I've ever played. You know, mm. my social standing. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> my social standing within this restaurant, if I'm ever going to come back, relies on this. But as soon as the first morsel touches my tongue, I'm like, wow, I've fucking overshot here. This is so fucking hot. <laughs> Like not like like you know sometimes you get it and like you'll eat something spicy like you know like a really really fucking nice chili or a nice fucking curry or whatever or, or sort of a bit. Of no, food. I get it, I get it. Yeah, I, but it has it. you have a bit of respite where something else just like takes you takes away. Yeah, from you, you 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 um if you're smart about it, you have something else that yeah, can yeah. kind of cut through that. This that was just reset dri- the like buds. the chef had basically drizzled everything in this fucking heat, right? Right. So I couldn't even turn to my chips for respite. I couldn't even go look. Because they were covered in spice as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't even lean on them to go, yo, please just help me out for a second here. I'm fucking stuck in a fucking place where everything's on fire, right? Right. Basically, I'm eating it away, and everyone's then talking. I then sort of draw back from the conversation so much because all all my head could focus on is, number one, I didn't want to sweat too much, which is the more you're concentrating, not not sweating, I'm perspiring, I'm fucking drenched, right? But also, yeah. I just like I had to battle through it. I, I wanted the moment where I could almost go. Like, I don't need to be involved in the conversation too much, but if I can get through this fucking food right in front of me, right, someone will notice and go, "Oh my god, Tom's finished that," and everyone will just go, "Fucking hell!" Like we knew we got you going quiet. So you, so you, so you think dip out the conversation yeah. so that lose you a bit of social points. But yeah. then what'll happen is. At some point, you will redress the balance because they'll see that you finished this meal that you've yes. ordered. Yes, and then all of a sudden, you're fucking, you're eating a big old fucking pile of an ice cream sundae and at your king again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and everyone's like, you know, they're carrying up on a, lift you up on your yeah, chair yeah, like yeah. a C-3PO. Yeah. Other tables like, yeah, are okay. high-fiving. Someone's yeah, taking exactly. my T-shirt off and they're ginger, yeah. <laughs> fucking wringing it out in a fucking gutter outside. Yeah. That like didn't the end of Man versus Food or something. Yeah, one, one of my favourite yeah. ever shows. Um, what ha- I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get. I, I I made a. I look. It felt a bit like, you know, when you see a boxing match, right? You went to watch Fury versus um Dillian White, right? Yeah. You know, with Dillian White, there was a moment in that fight, and I loved Dillian, but you went fucking hell. You bit enough more, you could chew it, mate. Yeah. That's how I felt against this food. I got in there. I was in the ring with this food, and halfway through, I was like, I can't finish this. I never should have ordered it. I never should have stepped in the ring with this 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 food. So then I'm back out of the conversation, but also I've got a dish in front of me I can't finish. Mm. And then everyone starts to say, oh, they're going to try it. No one can handle it. When they tried it, did they all think everyone it was Everyone was hot? like, yeah. Everyone was like, no one could, no one could handle it. Because yeah, everybody, every, nobody minds trying that dish. It's fine to yeah, have that also, dish. Yeah, but also, then I'm uh, trying somebody, to try somebody, other people's food because I'm still fucking hungry. Yeah. Well, somebody else, somebody else has ordered something normal and then put that, ordered that for the centre of the table just so you could all have a go at the really hottest stuff. 
not make their whole meal composed. Well, yeah, and also that you can't order more food, can you? Because then you're seen as being great. The thing is, so for, for me, I think the rookie error that you made there yeah. is like, I, I like spicy food. And I also, I'm going to be honest with you, I, would, I, I relate to wanting to try the hottest thing. You never do that when you're on a big social with people that you don't, you maybe don't Especially know. Especially new it's company. Such a, it's such a rookie error. If, if I'm trying something really mega hot, either I do that in a takeaway, yeah. right, and that that comes from so I'm the safety of my own home, yeah. Or when I'm with when I'm with Lisa or somebody I or my brother or somebody. So then, if I have to go, I need to go home immediately. This is yeah, an yeah. emergency situation. They get it. Do you know what I mean what you don't want to do? And it's happened to me in the past where you've like. We've had it sometimes. We've had a curry before going out on a night out. I used to. It used to happen to be with going out with the teachers or whatever. It's like I would like eat a hot curry, really hot, and then I was sort of heading over to the pub and I think, oh fuck, yeah. Like I, I, I am basically nursing a cauldron full of lava here. That is absolutely so this no is way. A killer, right? Because in my head, right. right, you're going all in on a game of poker, right? Because if yeah. if it works for you, the spicy food, you're known as oh yeah, you know Big Tom, the spicy food guy. Okay, he nailed this fucking. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that prize is quite as valued as you seem to think it is. <laughs> I don't. In fact, in fact, I've got to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever heard anybody talk about somebody sort of in in hushed tones because they've eaten particularly hot food. No, no, but I think but anyway, it's something on. that. Yeah, but it's like you know, like if you're then going out again with everyone, right? Yeah. Someone puts their arm around someone and goes, "Oh, you know, he's coming out tonight." Remember that guy I told you about with that big fucker who ate the uh, mace. Oh fuck, he's coming out tonight. Oh sweet boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the feeling that you know. <laughs> you yeah, but, but but then what happens is you become known as the guy that eats really hot food, and then every time you come out, yeah, they order you like really a spicy bowl food, of chilies or fall or whatever. Well, this is the thing, right? So we then go out. Everyone's like, "Oh, let's have another drink and stuff." I go along straight away. I'm like, "Oh, it's code shit right now." Like my, this right. stuff, of course there's, it is. there's literally, yeah. it's gone straight to my stomach. There's literally, so I have to chip off early. So now I'm the guy who dipped out the conversation, the guy who didn't feel, finish the spicy food, and I've left the fucking night early. How did you announce that? What did you say? Oh, no, I just said, like, I need to get back because uh, my wife needs a hand with the baby. So I was just like, Well done, well done. Yeah. Thank you, little Grace. Yeah, thank you, thank you, my darling girl, my darling little angel. Um, I get back, and honestly, fire came out of my butt. And this is where the pebble comes in, right? I can't believe you don't know about this. No, I don't know about this. Right, this is going to change your life, right? What you need to do, and this is actually almost the best thing in the world for you because you live near Brighton, so you could go to Brighton Beach. You need to go down to the beach, right? Find a really smooth, sort of round but sort of long uh, pebble, right? Yeah. Okay, it has to be smooth. It has to be nice and smooth, like the sea's done its work on it, right? You then get home, put that in the freezer, right? And whenever you have a really fucking butt burn when you've got like a ring of fire, you literally get it out of the freezer and you put the pebble on your butthole. I can't, I can't, I can't believe what? I'm hearing this. That's, have you never heard of that? I've never heard. I've heard of putting bog roll in the freezer. No, 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 no. A no. pebble? You put a pebble, man. It's an old scaffolding trick. Loads of people do Is it. Is it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. A pebble? Honestly, man. You probably like what I'd say, like when, if you're going to go and do it, Go down to fucking uh, the beach, right? right? Like with the kids. Hey, could make it fun for the kids. <laughs> you go, oh, right, everyone's got to find 10 pebbles, right? Okay, we've got to find, we've got to, okay, kids, <laughs> kids, listen. We need to find a pebble that's comfortable for daddy's arsehole, okay? <laughs> Nothing too right? big. Or it might, you might need a big one, I don't know, right? Hold on, how do you position it then? You what, position what, it how, between how, your ass cheek, so it takes that. So edge bit. on. Yeah, you don't, you, like, you posi- if, you get it, if you get the right shape one, you can get like a little flat round one. You yeah. get a longer one, whatever you need, right? Do you have to put it out your actual butt, right? But you, you rest it between your ass cheeks so the coolness separates the two, you know, your bum cheeks from chafing and rubbing and the heat. And then you take that pebble that's been resting between your curry riddled ass cheeks and you put that back in your freezer where you keep <laughs> oh, food, do you? <laughs> no, I fucking wash it and sterilize it. Thoroughly. Let me tell you something. I don't care if you put it in the fucking fires of Mordor, okay? That cannot go back in your freezer. No, and then you put it in like a, one of those Ziploc bags, like a plastic bag, <laughs> and you wrap it in there. No, it doesn't literally, like, that hygiene is paramount to me. Even if you want to bleach it, that's fine. But let me tell you, there will come a time in okay. your life when your butthole is burning and you need a cold pebble. 
Can, can people email them, please, if you've heard of this Pebble thing? I've just Googled it as Tom's been talking. I can't find anything. But yeah, bear but this in is, mind. Right, this, do you know what's great about it? Let me just say, say something, right? It's one of those folklore things that is passed from generation to generation within the building sites and the scaffolding, right? It was told to me like that. It's maybe not even made it to the internet. And this is what a big secret is. But I will tell you now, this will change your life. Uh, Catherine, does Catherine have a pebble? No, no, no. no. She doesn't really like spicy food. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, but she doesn't have one just on the off chance. No, we don't have matching pebbles. <laughs> His and hers pebbles <laughs> getting mixed up now and again. That'd be disgusting. So, then, so are you not slightly nervous that like one day, let's say like, little Gracie has a play date or whatever, kids, like, somebody's come round and then she's like, Catherine's like, says to whoever, the mum or the dad that's come round for the play date, um, should we just do? I'll do him some lunch if you want. Open the drawer. Oh, what's that there? You got? Well, we got. We got. We got uh, turkey Twizzlers. We got some chicken nuggets here. We got little mini pizzas. Oh, what's that? Oh, that. Oh, that's uh, that's Tom's ass pebble. Sorry, what? Oh yeah, uh, Tom. When Tom has a hot curry, he takes out the Ziploc bag. Can I just ask why? Why have you? Why have you kept the Ziploc bag against a, a, an open bag of <laughs> smiley faces? No, they'll be fine though. It's honestly, he's bleached it. He's bleached it after he took it out of his sweaty ass crack. I, 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 no, number one, I keep it in the ga- like the garage freezer, right? So that's a that's a like lot more. Sh- it's a higher look. It's well, I'll show you. Another. It's a taller freezer. It's a chest freezer, right? Taller one. No, not yeah. the chest. The other one, right? Yeah. It sits on a shelf with other stuff that you know, like we use for picnics and such. Okay. You know, it doesn't go toe-to-toe with any sort of food items. Okay. Fine. But let let me just say, man. I implore you to try it at least once. You know what? I'm going to tell you now, listening to you talk about it, it makes sense. It's it makes sense. so fucking nice. What I don't understand is why is that better than an ice cube? Because the ice cube will melt and then you get fucking a wet old bum. Yeah, and then you just sort of clean up your bum, don't you? No, no but the, the pebble, number one, keeps the cold. Fucking stone keeps cold for Does ages. Does it retain the cold? Mate, that's why all fucking foreign houses are built out of stone, mate. You go into any foreign house, like, let me tell you, and I'm just like, it's 40 degrees outside. You're like, oh, my God, how can I ever get out of this? You walk inside a nice old stone house. You're like, oh, bloody hell, I might need a jacket to come in here. That's the beauty of stone. That's why it's stone, I'd you say. Know, I, I, don't know, I don't know what's happening this week in between, but I don't know if you've taken, like, smart pills or something, but everything you're saying sounds really compelling and, like, scientifically, <laughs> like, sound to me, man. You know what I think it is? I think it's maybe fatherhood. I know now yeah. that I need to pass down knowledge to Grace that she needs. Oh God, do. do you know what? This is the first time it's actually occurred to me that there is a vessel that's going to be receiving this knowledge from you. <laughs> <laughs> that poor girl is going to be first thinking that all well, this... Sorry, sorry love, what's, this, uh, what's this stone in your fridge? Yeah. <laughs> that's my arse pebble, silly. Oh, actually, sorry, that's not my arse but That's my dad's one when he stays over. Yeah. Yeah, is it if we? Dad's asked if we can keep his second pebble round here for when he does come round. <laughs> his London pebble for when he goes. <laughs> That's amazing, man. That's really. Is that really genuinely a thing? Yeah, man. It, honestly, it will change your life, brother. It will change your life. It's a whole. What did Catherine say about it when you first told her about it? For a while, I kept it quiet. I was ashamed about it, and then I think the fact it stopped me from moaning, it stopped me from crying. Are you able to? Are you, will you, can you walk around and have a normal day? No, you don't keep it in there all day. So how long do you keep it in there for? Until, look, I'd say it depends on the degrees of, of the burn, the fire, within charge yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'd say 10, 15 minutes, sit on the sofa, really, just let, this, let the pebble do its work. And then how, what, what difference is that? Let make? me say, by the way, like, you have to, like, I can't say enough because I know people have not spent the time to get a really nice, smooth pebble and they've paid the consequences. They've paid the pipe on that one. Well, it's very it's very delicate tissue around there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, what did you what did you exactly do that you're pretending to pass off on a friend of yours? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a friend of mine did do that. He got quite harshly sort of like, like I think there was even like a little what they call like a little whelk or a seeps what they call that. Fuck off! Fuck off! No, no I, you're talking shit now. <laughs> no, but you know, like the the, rem, the remnants of saying there's a little bit of like harshness there. So when you put it in. It just sort of like, yeah. I what think, do you yeah. mean put it in? Because like, when you're doing that hand gesture, you're doing a ring. Yeah, yeah the right? ring's there, the pebble's so here. So do you lo- you lo- are you lodging it into no, the no, anus? No, 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 no. Look, look, it, the anus is literally, the pebble don't even come into contact. They're side by side. Like your anus would almost say to the pebble, thanks for coming, mate. But he wouldn't, yeah. he wouldn't open the door to him. You know what I'm saying? You'd be out there, do you work outside? It feels like you want it right. Like, but it's the anus that we're... 
like this the anus that's hard. Yeah, but the corn it? I, I don't know. I think it's more the butcher. I'd, I'd want. I'd be honest with you. I'd want the stone sort of Look, by all knocking means, on the door. Mate, by all means, like if you could get it like a Labrador's, like a little nose, like button up to you, like you can get it actually touching your ring, and you can you know it's good. But when you sit down, that's where you go know, because the last thing you want to do is a and e it. You don't have to go into a and e with a pebble up your butt. No. That's... No, you're absolutely right. No, I'm not. I'm not suggesting insertion. No, I'm no, just no. saying like because also I just sm- want it. I just want let me to say, up the nose. Let me say because that's where you probably need a little bit of grip around the pebble. You don't want a smooth pebble trying to get that out because you, you'll have no purchase on it. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Just the more you pull at it, the further it's yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> just the stress of it is sucking it in more and more. <laughs> Literally, your fingers getting more and more sweaty. <laughs> just later having to go to find a pair of pliers. <laughs> Smooth, Lisa, but I went too smooth. He but, said that he said you wanted no friction, but friction's the very thing I need right now. You could you could get the the, the best pebble would be one that had like sort of a smooth, I'd say three quarters smooth, and a quarter that's quite harsh, and you could just that would be great. Yeah, that would be good. Do you know what? If you were so inclined, not a bad little business to start setting up. Yeah, where you like you get a pebble, you get yeah, a rough but, pebble. Smooth an end of it. You can have it as like a little. You know what we could we could do is we could start selling them. We could get someone like one of one of our friends like from from the podcast go down to the beach, find like a thousand pebbles, right? Like you could sandpaper like a quarter of it, right? So that's it. We got a little bit of purchase on it. The rest is nice and smooth. And then my face is like right on the front, and it's like just saying like I'm here to call you down, baby. And then yours is on the sort of more harsh, gritty end, just going, you know. Uh, Time to get out now. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, honestly, it will change your life. Yeah. I'm going to try it, man. I was really cynical initially. And and when you said the pebble, immediately my my mind went pebble that you stick between in your ass, right? But I I thought he can't mean that. Because he wouldn't, as, as mate, na- he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have said that in such a relaxed way if he meant a pebble that you stick. Mate, I've, I've been doing it for years, and let me tell you, I've told a number of people about this over the years. Like I've quietly said to someone, like, yeah, in the restaurant I've seen them eating something hot and spicy, sort of. You know. you've said it while they're eating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, within my company, I've not walked up to a table of people I don't know and go, no, "What sure. have we got there, mate?" No, let, let me just tell you, get yourself a pebble. Put it in the freezer. Yeah, I've not done that, but I've told people yeah. in my company. And anyone I've told who's gone home and done it, revolutionised their life. So you followed up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All people have come up to me and literally just gone, uh, pint for the big man, please, uh, or whatever he's drinking. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Mm. Okay. I'm going to try. I think I might try it. I, 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 don't, I, don't... I kind of want I, – I, we're, we're together next week, all right? Let's go out. You'll, we'll get a spicy we'll meal. We'll go find a pebble. You know, yeah, we'll get the pebble before. Get, you know, maybe give Theo some pocket money to go down to Brian. Brian. Yeah. Uh, he, actually, do you know what? He started going out and about with his mates a bit. I might I might say to his, I might say to him, why don't you make it as a little thing for you to do at Brighton with your mates? That'd be quite cool though, isn't it, for them? Mm. Like who could get the best pebble? Um Yeah. <laughs> one of the guns back with the massive pebble. Try and uh, find the best pebble for my dad's arsehole if you can. <laughs> but mate, honestly, anyone out there, if, if it helps one person with that ring of fire, then I've done my job here. Yeah, well done. That's half an hour we've been talking about that for. Wow. Wow. Mm. So uh, what's the other thing I need to say? Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for uh, everybody emailing in about avoid. I've got a lot of emails about avoidance. Nice. Very well um, done, by the way. Enjoyed episode one. I'm going to try and watch it week, weekly. Yeah. Well, I think I believe it. I, I, I'm trying not to binge stuff at the moment. But so just before I move on, thank you so much for all of the comments about avoidance. It's been really nice. It's been a horrible anxiety-inducing thing that I talked about last time, but the response has been amazing. So thank you very much. Um Stranger Things. Do you watch Stranger Things? I've got it lined up to watch. I, I've watched every series up to now. Mate. It's meant to be amazing, right? This series of Stranger Things is a madness. Oh, my God. I've just about, I'm just about, I've got a, Catherine doesn't like it. So it's, I've got to find that time on my own to sit and watch it. Genuinely, it's the, it, when the last episode of this section, because I, I think it's like, how, I can't remember how many episodes, but there's a run of episodes in this first section, and then there's two Finale episodes that are released in June. Right? Fe- feature, feature length, length episodes, right? And the last episode, I think, is an hour and a half, the last one before this break, right? When I was watching that episode, it's all great. I was watching that episode, and I literally, Lisa and I are going, oh, my God, oh, shit, like we're watching a football match. It was crazy. 
I was it like was that in the last, crazy. In the last series. You know, when in the shopping precincts. It's insane. Oh, man. I loved it, man. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I need loved to, it. Everyone keeps telling me how amazing it is. I need to see it. I love that show. It's yeah. like just so fucking good, right? Yeah, I watched that, which is incredible. And then yesterday, I went with Charlie and Lisa to go and watch Jurassic World Dominion. Wow. And... I love the Jurassic World. I, I love the Jurassic Park film. Jurassic been World, a big, Jurassic big Park. big pusher of the dinosaur genre, right? I love it. Camp Cretaceous even. I watched the animation as well. Yeah. Love it. Wow. Right? Really love it. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion, was, it was fine. But like... Whoa, this, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. You've gone... That, that you're being very... When you say it's fine, it's almost worse than saying it was turgid dog shit. Do you know what my problem is with Jurassic World, Jurassic World Dominion is... The dinosaurs are incidental to that film. Oh, really? Like, it's like they're not even really the main storyline. The main storyline is something else. It's like, like it's, yeah. it's this horde of genetically engineered locusts are the main storyline. And then while they're trying to sort all that out, dinosaurs kind of get in the way. The well, dinosaurs the help the humans at all. No. The thing about, I, I have a problem. I, look, I'm, I'm not as big a Jurassic. I, I watched the first ones, never really got into it. It's not my vibe, right? But. When it, you do an advert, right, and it's like, this is the final of it all, and it's like, this is the big ending. I'm like, you better fucking leave it here, mate. You better leave it here, seriously. Yeah. I don't want, well, it to, I don't want five years' time and it just go, we thought it was over, but now we're back. Jurassic Park 32. You know, fucking T-Rex's revenge. They, they've sort of... Uh... Oh, they've not let... Have they let it open-ended? No, no, they haven't. Like, like it is a, it is a conclusion, but you, you could easily carry it on from that. That's, that's my problem. I think all of like, if you're going to say it's the end, it has to be the end. Well, it might be. It yeah, might but be. I, I, I will say. What now, do you want to say? Like, this is the end. I absolutely promise. Swear down. No, no, no. But like, I'm it, saying that the problem they have with those things, right, is they'll say it's the last one, and then they'll try some other stuff. They'll try a fucking something with aliens, or they'll try something with I don't know, like fucking Bugs Bunny or some shit. Right, and then they'll Jesus, go. Look, look, God, mate, just keep your ideas to yourself, right? Because <laughs> I, I think somebody might be getting a phone call right. from the Jurassic World franchise. <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, Tom, uh, Colin Trevor here. Um, just uh, weird, I'm a massive fan of the Wolf and Our podcast, and I've not mentioned it before, but listen, very excited about your alien Bugs Bunny idea for the, well, the next you know, It's basically Space Jam, but um, yeah. But, um, my point is this, right? It's like, let it be, man. Godfather 3, they're, they're out there. They've batted. That's it. We're done. You know what I mean? not making that's, why, that's why I, I, I was annoyed about... Not annoyed. What an exaggeration. I was not happy about Toy Story 4. I thought, I thought they'd made a perfect trilogy. Have you seen Lightyear? Or have you seen... No. I, worry I, don't, know if I, want I don't know if I want to see it. Because Toy Story has got... Just Lightyear... Lightyear is... I can't imagine Lightyear being good. I just can't. But the problem you know, is, like, is they've not used Tim Allen, right? No, they've used uh, it's Chris Evans, which I sort of slightly have a problem. Like Tim Allen is Buzz Buzz Lightyear for me. Yeah, or is he just the toy version of Buzz Lightyear? Well, like, I don't know, but then the toy version of Buzz Lightyear is supposed to be based on the actual character. Yeah, right? I have a little like Tim Allen's been Buzz Lightyear for what nearly twenty years. Yeah, twenty five years. I don't know when the first Toy Story came out, and it feels like that's a bit of a harsh fucking kick in Tim Allen's teeth. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know whether it's going to be. Um, Lightyear is going to be like because actual cause Toy Story is a comedy, right? Yeah, is it? It's funny anyway. But Lightyear is a very serious. It's a serious kids thing, and I think this is meant to be like this is the film that the toy is based on. So I don't know what that's going to be. Is it going to be like a straight action adventure? 1996 Toy wow, Story came wow. out. Fuck. Which Toy Stories was it when? And uh, spoilers ahead, but. Um, when they're all like going down, it looks like they're all going to be melted in the flames. Three, that's three. See that—that that for me was the—that was like, you know, I'd say that's as good as anything I've ever seen in a cinema before. Mate, incredible! And then, and then, like the ending where he's handing the toys over and talking yeah. about what each of the toys are and what they do and stuff. This like is exactly that. what I'm saying about like four. Yeah, four was a bit like meh. four was a little four was end moments entertaining, but like I don't need to see that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Also, it's like nice to sort of. Like, a, like, leave the cinema and think every now and again you sit there and you've got a coffee and you're looking out in, in your garden or whatever or, you know, sort of on a bike just sort of, like, tramping through your, the city in which you live. And you think, I wonder, well, what are your buzzer up to these days? And then you think, well, I've probably been passed to another owner now. 
Yeah, as long as you don't say that out loud to whoever you're with, I think that's absolutely fine. <laughs> I, I am um, one of the things that uh, this is quite sad to admit, but when I used to watch like Lion King or Toy Story or whatever, yeah, maybe Toy Story is a bit late for for this, but it's just I actually feel like cringy saying it. I would actually sort of be upset that that world didn't exist for me to oh, go yeah, and visit man. and be in. Do, do, yeah, do, yeah. do, oh, do you know what I mean? Think, yeah, yeah. Finding Nemo, Little Mermaid, all that shit. Yeah, man, it's it, like that's why Disney's so amazing. Just because for a little bit, and that's probably why childhood's amazing. Yeah, that, that you is, believe, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I think yeah, we've it's a little bit of belief. You know? Yeah, I think we've nailed there why childhood's amazing. So. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Uh, should we go into some emails, my G? Let's do it, my brother. Uh, first episode of Series 2. Congratulations to anybody oh, getting man. selected High for this little thing. hold you in my arms and hold you dear, okay. yo. This is from the Ginger Jellyfish. And the Ginger Jellyfish says, Dear Wolf, Owl and Swan, Thanks for everything you do for your listeners and support during the pandemic. You really helped me escape the mundanity of life at the time. I currently have a big presentation coming up at work, but I suffer badly from a crippling anxiety of talking to big crowds. Due to the nature of your work... I'd really like to learn if you ever suffered from fear of public talking, and if so, how you managed to overcome it. Any trips, tips, and trips, tri- trips, and tricks, and trips would be much appreciated. Much love to you both. The ginger jellyfish. I don't think my brain's working very well to- this morning. I can't even talk. It's I can't a, talk. It's, it's a hard one, that, isn't it? Because our, our job, although you're talking to people, is slightly different from like a big seminar or, or when you've got to talk. Because like, well, you do stand up, though, don't you? You know, yeah, but I mean, even with stand up, it's slightly different. I don't know. I've never ever done public speaking that's not stand-up. Like, I know some people have when I talk to certain other acts and they've done stuff within that. Yeah, and it's, even at school, they've got, it's given them some some sort of confidence or they've learned a sort of skill through that. I've never, like, you know, I suppose even for you when you're a teacher, right? Like, you stand in front of a class. Well, you do take lessons, but I used to take assemblies as well because I said a sixth form. Did you? Yeah. How's that? That must be a tough crowd. Well, they're just so bored, aren't they? Is that what you used to do, your raps and stuff? No, 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 I did do it. I, I I've did, heard I did, no. stories of you doing like raps in front of like, assemblies and stuff. No, there was there was a there was a there was a, ca- <laughs> there was a karaoke. There, oh gosh, there, <laughs> there used to be this six form karaoke thing that I took part in, and I rapped at that. And actually, we we did like a little eight mile style, um, like bundle at the end of it. You know the, what's the worst thing about it? What? Like, for a moment, you sounded cringy, and then when you mentioned 8 Mile, that your shoulders got straighter and you looked quite, like, cool. No, no, I took no pride in it at all. And the saddest thing about it was I actually knocked the microphone into my mouth and chipped my tooth. Oh, really? Yeah. And you know, it, the thing about it, though, is whenever I've spoken to anyone who was there, right, because someone's come up to me before I mentioned it and told me to mention it on this podcast. Um, uh, who told you that? One of the old students. I don't remember their name. They came up and said, oh, you have to ask Rubbish about this. No, right. Um but they actually remember it with such relish and such like it was one of their happiest memories. That's that's very nice. Well, that is a, that is a really t- damning indictment of their time at school. <laughs> but um, doing assemblies w- was quite nerve wracking when I first started doing them. Oh, mate, I, remember, I used to say I remember once we used to get the six forms to like they would take. Do you, know, do you ever have it where your class would take a turn at doing an assembly? Did you ever have? No, that no, 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 no. So we had it, the school that I taught. At, each of the six form classes would have a turn in doing an assembly, and so one of the classes, one of the forms, their assembly was on Valentine's Day, and so they did their assembly all about Valentine's Day, right? And one of the things was they talked about how people bought presents for their for their pets. That's one of the things they talked about. And then the next thing they talked about is how much contraception gets bought at Valentine's Day. And then I went up afterwards and um, I was closing off the assembly. And I said, interesting sequencing for that. Headlining. About, huh? Yeah, headlining, closing it, closing it out. That's how I would have posted about it on Instagram. Delight to close this assembly. Uh, <laughs> Roofed it. <laughs> had a great time headlining. Um, and then I said... Uh, 
Oh, really great, interesting sequencing there of that assembly, talking about buying presents for your pets just before talking about what, how much contraception gets bought. And just like as a little sort of light joke. And then the the the, the, the sixth form of started the crowd. laughing. My favourite yeah. thing is you just about said crowd. Mate, that was... Well, no, 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 hold on. Went, in my defence... You went, yeah, the fucking crowd went crazy. No, no, but in my defence, for the last 10 years, I've been performing to crowds, right? Yeah. So I've slipped well, in no, by, no, by the sounds of things for the last 15 or 16. Yeah, so anyway, look, the stadium... You have a headline anywhere before. Yeah, yeah, St Martin's. Yeah. St. Martin's yeah, so anyway, the, the, the audience in East Hall uh, <laughs> at Hazelwick started laughing. And then my mate, who was like one of the other teachers, just looked at me as if to say, I don't think you should have made that joke, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, really. I, every now and again, I would make sort of like, I yeah. would do, you know, you'd push it a little bit and then you'd hope that they don't mention it to any other teachers. You were, you were like the, um, you were like the Carlin or the Richard Pryor of assemblies. Yeah, like a lot of kids would sort of go, fucking hell. You go to school, to sort- you go to school today. Yeah, fucking, yeah, I'm not going to bunk today. It's Romish is doing his assembly. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Mr. Anganathan's assembly today. So, you know, what that's, you know what that means. Some uh, ideas are going to get turned upside down. Yeah, about three weeks ago, he said bloody. So, yeah, it's fucking yeah. cool, man. Um, he, he actually went to say fuck, but then he actually just did a pause where fuck would go. It was mad. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> roofed it, man. Absolutely roofed yeah. it. And I, did he do yeah. his animal stuff? Yeah, yeah, he did the contraception animals. So it didn't really work because no one had talked about it beforehand. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, he keeps doing that same joke. You know, the, anyway, uh, sorry. The only, uh, the only thing I did at work was, it was a bit like that, was selling on market stalls. We'd have to have a bit of confidence. Right. That was a similar sort of thing, I guess. Mm. You had to have a little bit of swag about you there. Yeah. Well, let, let, let me say this to to you, uh, Ginger Jellyfish. What you need to do, first of all, one of the mistakes that people make when they're, or not mistakes, it's not a mistake. One of the things that people do that makes them more nervous is they assume that the audience are against them, and, and they're not, actually. They're, they're on side. Amen. And they're they're just wanting to have as pleasant a time as they possibly can, and and it be all right. So you you need to try and visualise them as rather as a group of people that you need to try and impress. They're a group of people that you are just talking to, and you're all on the same side here. And so they want you to do well, and you want to do well. And this is what I think you need to do if you're suffering from crippling anxiety. There are some tips, right? And these are my tips. You need to. One of the things that makes you look incredibly nervous if you're just looking down the whole time at whatever you're reading from. Uh, th- that's the one thing. And the second thing is you'll talk too quickly when you're nervous. So looking down and rattling through it really quickly are the two things you've got to try and avoid doing. Those are your two biggest enemies, I would say. So in order to avoid doing that, I would absolutely prepare your ass off, like to the point where you're sick of it, to the point where you can't quite deal with reading it again. You need to be absolutely living and breathing what you're about to deliver and doing it in the position you plan to do it. So up, looking out, set up your living room, light the space and and, and practice, practice, practice. Right. When I first started doing stand up, I would like grab a hairbrush and pretend it was a microphone and like talk and, you know, going through all of those motions, getting yourself in that thing of like so that when you go into that space, to do that talk. You've done those movements before. You, you're going to do something you've done 20, 30, 40 times before at home. And so there is no unknown. You just do exactly what you're supposed to do and you do it. That's what I did when I was doing Live at the Apollo. I remember like the first time I did Live at the Apollo, I was shitting myself. But I, pra- I practiced that set so much that I literally, it was almost like muscle memory. I, I just delivered the set. And it, it didn't matter how the audience responded. I was going to deliver it like I was having a great gig because... I'd practice my ass off to do it. I don't have to do that anymore because, just because of experience, but that is definitely a great way of, of, of overcoming. I'd say as well, don't think about them naked. That's the worst bit of no, advice I've ever got. Yeah, oh, who's that? Just picture them naked. Don't do that. Yeah, Awful. Because it takes to, up too much. You start of your to mind. focus on one person. It yeah, becomes yeah, creepy yeah. how much you're looking at them. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just... That's the other thing is don't look at, or don't start playing it to one person. Like that's the worst thing. Don't zone in on what, oh, mate. one person. The, the like, other night I did, my, I just finished my tour, right? I just did four nights in Northampton. Boom, 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 boom. Shout out, man. Well done. The fir- the second night in Northampton, maybe, I can't remember which, it doesn't matter which night it was, fucking, I'm sounding like bloody, I'm doing this re- assembly again. Anyway, there was a woman, oh God, there was a woman that had obviously been dragged along to come and watch the show. She was sat right at the front. She's with her other half, and her other half looked really happy, and she looked so fucking miserable. Like, really? she did not laugh once. And, not, and that's fine, because you might not find me funny. I get that. What she also didn't do was applaud anything. 
Really? At all. So she sat there, hands on her lap, occasionally, genuinely, started looking at her phone. Oh, do you know what I mean? That's the worst. And if, if somebody looks at their phone, I do think that's... I do think that's quite rude. Yeah, yeah especially I, I if they're it's out quite, it's and quite, it's live entertainment. That's yeah, good. it's quite rude to the performer. But what I what I thought to myself was, I don't know the circumstances to, under which she's been brought in. Like, she no. looks so angry and upset to be there. I thought the last thing I want to do now is go... Yeah, but that's... Yeah, yeah. I know, I know no, what you're no, going to no, say. No, 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 but you can't zone in on it. But that's what I mean about, like, you can, like... When you're on stage, that's the worst thing you can do. It's just like yeah. you zone in. Number one, because naturally you're going to zone in on someone who's not on the same fucking ether as everyone else. You're going to like yeah. clock someone who's not look like looks like they don't enjoy it. Yeah, it's the worst thing, man. It's just when you zone in and then you're like, you end up almost having a conversation with that one person. Oh my god! It's like because uh, luckily in the past I've spent my I would have spent my show trying to make her laugh or try and play yeah. it to her. Now I know you've got to tune that out and just do the rest oh, of the show yeah. because that person's come here to not like you. What can you do? Oh, that yeah, you don't know what happened, man. Her cat could have died. Yeah, you've got no then. idea. She might have she might have gone through something before she arrived there. Yeah, you know? and then, and then so, you someone's talked to saying, Oh look, Romesh should tip cheer you up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Ginger jellyfish, I hope that helps. We spent most of the time talking about our own experiences in a very self indulgent way there, but I hope that's in some way uh, that's keep swimming, you, uh, keep doing you, yo. Yeah, absolutely. Do keep swimming. Okay, this is from The Eel. Yeah. Um, the Eel. It says, Hi, Captain Ron, Major Tom, and the Elegant Swan. Oh, Major Tom. Wow, I like that. Yeah? Ignore Captain Ron and the Elegant <laughs> Swan? That's... No, no, no. I'm just saying, Major. Yeah, no, I'm just saying that. I like Major Tom. Round control to Major, Major Tom. Tom. Yeah. That might be, I might get out of the back of the football shirt. I reckon seven things I've done on this podcast today that I regret. That was one of them. Really? Yeah. We are due to move house this summer, but we're still at an early stage. Our previous move last year to our dream home fell through at the last minute, literally three days before, and we were fully packed and ready to go. It was a crushing blow, and it took a long time to get over psychologically as we invested a lot of time into the move. We have young kids, and it made all the plans for switching schools and getting ready for living in a new area. I'm trying my best not to get ahead of myself this time, but I'm struggling not to fall in the same trap. I want it to be an exciting time, but my mind is all over the place and keeps racing ahead. Do you have any advice? of how I can stay in the moment, not look too far ahead and not build up something so big in my mind that if it falls through again, it would be another crushing blow. So far, the only advice people seem to give is if it's meant to be, then it all will be okay. But it's wearing thin now. I'm looking to the wolf for now for some sound advice. Okay, well, that's my first uh, weapon. Absolutely fucking dethroned. Without stating the obvious, I know moving house is very stressful, but we want one more move to see what's hopefully, to what it was hopefully our forever house. Thanks so much for your help. The eel. Yo, the eel. Shout out, yo. Um... Let me just say, shout out, yo! Uh, I love the way you did that. The 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 problem that number one, I hate that. If it's going to be, it's going to be. I completely agree with you because it's uh, it's a kind of it, it's sort of like you can't do anything about it. Look, when you get me, me and Catherine had exactly this situation. We were having uh, we were having a house sort of built. We were having a new build done a couple of years ago, um, which was sort of our dream home. We'd sort of picked everything, and then everything fell through. Basically, that the guy who were buying it off was not. Um, not great. It was all just an absolute fuck fest, really. But we'd sort of spent 18 months sort of getting ourselves into a position where that this was everything. Like, it was our dream house. It was a dream area. Ever, you know, it fell through. And, you know, for a while, like yourselves, it was a real... We were then essentially for, I think, nearly a year or so, we had nowhere to live. We were then trying to find a new place, whatever. It, it was a, quite a tough time for both of us. But I think that the hardest thing is when, it, when any disappointment, any sort of scenario in life comes along, it's really, really easy then to just sort of like fear anything else good never happening again. You're constantly going, oh, that shit, that, you know, you, you don't want to get excited by things. So you become quite negative about things. You're waiting for things to fall through. You're waiting for things to go wrong. And then you get yourself into quite a negative frame of mind. I think you kind of got to go, Let, let's get into this. Let's enjoy the excitement without trying to run before you can walk. Because what you don't want to do is just be waiting constantly for that email, that, that text that comes through. We, we, we did it ourselves, it, and it, it, became, it became very taxed on our relationship because we were constantly waiting for something to fall through, constantly waiting for something to go wrong. It was the same, you know, without getting too into, like, when everything was going with grace, you know, you sort of, you know, we were going through a different way of having a child than normal, and I think I, I certainly spent nine, ten months of just constant anxiety, like, really, like, I look back now and go, fucking hell, like, I could have enjoyed stuff that little bit more. I could have been more like relaxed about things like culminating, you know, before Grace was born. I was so anxious and so stressed out and so like 
which isn't really me. And I, I, I got to a point, and I'm just, I think, hopefully now coming out the back of that, it's, it's like when you get any kind of, anything that happens in life that's a knock, it's really easy to think, when will anything good happen again? But good things happen, bad things happen. That's just life. And it's knowing how to navigate between those two. Great, great. So honestly, Tom, I'm loving what you're doing on this episode, man. Oh, brother, brother, thank great you. Great advice. Great advice. Um, I had something quite similar when we were doing Asian, when I was doing Asian Provocateur, so 2015. Just before that, before I left, Lisa had found this dream house that she wanted to move into. And so we made an offer on it. We had the offer accepted it, and then I went away. But the problem was, is because I was self-employed um, and my income had been quite erratic, it's quite difficult to get a mortgage. So then um, off the curb, our agents, they said, oh, we've got someone that can, can help you out, this broker, right? And this guy that can, can sort out the mortgage, and he, he deals specifically with people like you that are in your situation. So anyway, while I was in Sri Lanka doing Asian Provocateur, basically bank after bank were saying no to giving us a mortgage for this amount on this house, right? And then the vendor was coming back to us and going, look, I need to get, we need to move on on this. We need to move on on this. And then eventually Lisa phoned me and she's really upset. <laughs> Obviously like in the middle of like, you know, when you're in this mad situation, yeah, I was like yeah, in the yeah. middle of Sri Lanka, about to meet this uncle I'd never met before in my life. And then like Lisa was like, phone me up. She's going like, the vendor saying that they want to speak to you, otherwise they're going to pull out of this, right? So, um, and we still hadn't got the mortgage sorted out. So I, I, I sent them a message and I said, "Look, I'm really, I'm a bit struggling to speak at the moment because I'm on this, on, on doing this thing. The time difference is a bit mad, and the shit was a bit mad. But please, please, can you hold out and and look? We really do want this house. Anyway, by the time we got the mortgage approved." the vendor decided to pull out of the house, right? And they sent me quite a shitty text message going, I think the way that you've conducted yourself has been unacceptable and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and, I, and even though it was a shitty text message, I did still I did still kind of get it from their point of view because I thought you thought you've sold your house and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you feel like you're getting messed about and, you know, it's not, it's not their fault that I'm in Sri Lanka and can't speak to them or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So I do get it in a way. But it was a really shitty text message. Yeah, it's not needed. It was like, you know, I think you need to think about the way that you deal with people and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, we get the mortgage through and I said to Lisa, while, while I was away, because I was going to be away for another few weeks, I said to her, find a house that you like and just put an offer in. I don't need to see it, right? Just find a house you like. Anyway, thankfully... Lisa found a house that she really loved, loved more than the other one, put an offer in, and we ended up moving into that house, right? The week after we had the offer accepted and the mortgage went through and everything was going into place, that original guy texts me saying, um, look, is it possible to open this up again? Because obviously wow. what I don't know what had happened in, in the interim. Burnt his bridges um, but, and now you weren't going to cross again. A hundred percent. That's exactly what I, I mean. I just thought, I know this is bad. This is really bad, but it felt so good. Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> but that's that's the, that's the bad part of you admitting that. That is a bad part of you admitting that. Yeah, but it isn't, that, but it isn't, man, because he, he didn't need to send a horrible text. Look, buying a house and all that shit is fucking hard, man. Like, and no one in the world, right? Like, no, no, you and Lisa aren't doing a thing where you're entering into buying a house just to go, you know what we might do this week? Let's try and buy a house, try and get a mortgage so we can fuck someone over. I know. It's like the most stressful thing waiting for a mortgage to come through. It's so stre it's stressful trying to sell a house. It's stressful yeah. trying to buy. But, yeah, but the, very, the, the easiest thing in all of these situations, I always think, is put yourself in the other person's position. You, very often, your anger will dissipate if you put yourself in the other person's position. But anyway, Look, none I of that is... take it back to The Greatest Showman. Yeah, you think about that film, right? He thought this was his dream. He thought that was his dream. But his dream was this all along. It was something different. Sometimes your dreams that you've got inside your head aren't the dreams that actually you want to fulfill. Sometimes your dreams. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just keep your powder dry. Keep your powder dry because we're about to do the wrap up here. And you're going to regret that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, the eel, uh, what I would say to you is this uh, moving into a house, I know it's disappointing for you that that's what's happened. You're in a similar position as people are when they're like, they're falling in love, right? Is that what you have to do is despite what past evidence has told you, you've got to go all in on this next thing and believe it's going to happen. And that is what you've got to do. But, you know, I know you said that you said you get annoyed by people saying if it's meant to be, then all will be okay. But that is the truth of it. The truth is your concern and your worry about it all going tits up, okay, is not helping you, all right? It's not helping you in this moment. In this moment, the move's going ahead. 
So you've just got to be in this moment. You've got to enjoy. You've got to enjoy the excitement without worrying about the disappointment of whether it might not happen. And if it doesn't happen, I'm telling you, man, it will still be fine. That's what you've got to remember. If it doesn't happen, you'll find somewhere else. You're moving somewhere else, or you'll decide to extend your current place, or some other some other solution will will reveal itself, and it will be absolutely fine. The mistake people make is think if this doesn't go right, or if this doesn't go this way, I'm never going to be happy, or this is going to be awful. It just it's just not the case. Okay, so enjoy what the process. Trust the process. Everything will be absolutely fine. All right, my G. You got this, yo. You got this. You got and it. You know what would be nice is if, if you know, and when everything happens and it goes well, um, me and Morris will send send you like a picture of me and him to have like you could put on your mental piece or some shit. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Signed. Uh, nice little dedication. Yeah, little sign. Shit. Little sign piece. Uh, all right, Tom. Time's up, my G. Yo. Can you please? Take us out, this little ting. Yo, education can come from many places. A cool, edgy teacher standing on a stage, rapping and cracking jokes to an assembly hall full of kids with like-minded feelings within their souls. It can come from an elderly man telling a young child, yo, this is how you cross a road for sure. It can come from so many different places. Recently, I had my eyes enlightened at a wedding. I got chatting to a traveller fella, good man, very chilled, nice guy. And through this whole conversation, I was quite anxious. I was quite worried about quite a lot of different things. And he says to me, brother, you're an anxious guy. You worry about everything, don't you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm anxious about this. I started telling him all my problems. And then he just said, stop. I don't worry about anything. I don't worry about a thing at all in my life. And I'm like, really? How, how do you get through life? He said, I have a worry, then I put it back to the back of my head. Because you can spend so much time worrying about things and being anxious about things that are going to happen in a week or a month or two years down the line. And you worry so much about that thing. You worry about, you know, will your child get on at school? Will your house be able to sell? Will this, da, 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 are you going to be able to sell your car? Is that job interview you're going to go through? Is that job going to be the best thing? You worry about so many different things. And then that thing either goes well or it just goes away. And all that worry is nothing really, and you could have just been standing in the room just making fart sounds. The point is this, get your worries, get your anxiety, put them in order, think about them. And I've, I've, I've started doing that a little bit. And you know what? It's been an easier place to live in my head since I've been doing that. So my point is this, learn, love, laugh, encapsulate the worry, yo. Really great sort of less surreal than some of the ones in the past, yeah. but, but useful, very useful. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know apparently, what? By yeah. the way, that guy was called Big Creamy. Shout out, man. Okay. Apparently, when you, um, when you start uh, thinking about something, or sort of thinking about a problem, and then don't sort it out, it actually causes like a, an ongoing stressor in, your, in the back of your mind. Yeah. So sometimes you can have like, it's like a plate spinning thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and, and actually, it does create a bit of kind of, I don't know, like background noise in your head. So, like, you know, sometimes when those start to get too much, you, it starts affecting everything you're doing. You can't even have a chat with somebody because you feel like you've got this overwhelming kind Man, of I've, thing it's, going. It's killed my brain. Yeah. The amount it? of anxiety and, like, I'd say I was, like, up to about a week and a half ago, almost chronic with so much different, like, one thing led to another and I got myself in such yeah. a tiz was. With like, yeah, oh my you can God, get you can so get much. overwhelmed. You can get overwhelmed really easily, um, and I think that kind of rationalising it and going, okay, well, what am I? Often Lisa will do this, and she go, well, what exactly are you worried about? Can you put into words what you know what the real situation is here? And then I'll say to her, and then she go, well, what do you want to do about that? I mean, like actually, you start to realise yeah. that these things are easily workable. Do you know what I mean? But what happens is you go, ding, that thing's. I'm worried about the thing. Ding, I'm worried about this thing. Ding, I'm worried about the thing. And these things just fucking go on and on and on. And then suddenly you're like, oh god, this is so stressful. And the thing is, I'm talking like I've got it mastered. Tomorrow I could be like that. Even yeah, though yeah, I know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Even though I know what I think I need to do to tackle it. You give me a couple of days of being a bit tired and things going a bit against me, I'll be fucking right back in it. And that's the thing. You never really beat it, or I certainly haven't. No, no, you don't beat it. But then, you know what? Every time that I feel like I'm going down into that place, I think of Big Creamy leaning forward, taking a sip from his pint of Stella and looking me in the eye. And I think, you know what? I have no control over that thing. 
that tiny little thing that's become mm. a mountain. I have no control whether that happens that way or that way. So in, in essence, what I have to kind of do is just go, if it happens, have I got the minerals to deal with it? I hope so. And if it doesn't happen, I've not really spent the last fucking month worrying about it. So Exactly. Exactly right. You're worrying about it does absolutely nothing no. to help it. Um, look, guys, sorry, we've done a little debrief after the uh, yeah. closing thoughts there. Take care of yourselves and each other. And this remember, however you're running through life, remember you've got a wolf and out, wolf and out behind you or beside you. Take care of yourselves. Peace out. Peace and love, y'all. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.